Okay, listen. So this is the second test that I am releasing. I recorded this a couple weeks after Batman v Superman came out. I saw it. I recorded it like a day after or the, the day that I saw it. And I shared my thoughts on it. And then I shelved uh, these recordings because I thought nobody cares about my stupid thoughts on movies. Some time passed and I noticed everybody shares their stupid thoughts on every stupid thing. So I might as well share my stupid thoughts on movies. Um, again, because it's like one of the first things that I've done, like speaking into a microphone, uh, maybe there's a few things that make me cringe. One thing, a couple, two things I want to point out in particular, just so you don't cringe totally for me or what. I don't know how that works out. But uh, there's one part at the beginning where I open it up by saying, man, am I in a good mood, like a total dope. And I sound dopey. OK, I'm sorry for that. And then at the end, I talk about Star Trek. And I'm not saying I don't disagree with this statement. There's this part where I say Star Trek is a vision of humanity. I like. And I kind of say it like that, or at least I remember I say it like that. I haven't listened to this in like a million years. But that's cringy, yeah. But but uh, speaking of Star Trek, Star Trek Beyond came out like last week, and it was really great. And there was this one part that really moved me uh, that I want to share with you. If you haven't seen Star Trek, like skip like 30 seconds, where Idris Elba, he's the bad guy at the end, and he goes like, I fought for humanity. And it's like you really feel for him. You feel bad for him. And Idris Elba is a really great actor. So anyway, enjoy my my stupid thoughts on Batman v Superman. Welcome to my podcast. It's Tuesday, April 5th, and man, am I in a good mood. Last week, I recorded me talking about The Perfect Guy. It was a movie, and uh, it was a good little session I had recording it, and I feel good about what I had. And I made a decision. Uh, this is off topic of what we're talking about, going to be talk discussing today, which is Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. I decided last week that I wasn't going to smoke weed. Uh, doing it or during it or anything and honestly I, I think I made the right decision if I smoke weed I become incredibly amused with everything including myself and it as fun as it would be to do one of these uh, high uh, it would be fun for me I don't think it would be fun for anybody listening because I giggle too much and I think everything is funny and brilliant and including you know just everything I, I, I think everything is great when I'm high and I think it's best that we be sober please please sit sit be comfortable uh, would you like some tea let me let me get you some tea here Okay, but anyway, uh, today we're going to be talking about Superman versus Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. And, uh, you know, I guess I'll just jump right into it. A lot of people really hate this movie. A lot of people really do not like this movie. 
And my feeling on comic book movies are kind of it's 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 a lot like religion. My feeling about religious people is that they're basically kind of like like for instance people that are really into Jesus or Buddha or anything or any deity or whatever. They're fanboys. They're like the dudes that hang out in comic shops and really like Batman. But instead of Batman, they like, you know, whatever religious figure. Now, you know, full disclosure, I'm a total fan of Jesus. I think he was a, you know, I'm not a Christian. I don't identify with any religion. I don't believe in religion. I don't believe in race. I don't believe in any of that stuff. But I'm a big, big fan of Jesus just because he seemed like a, a hippie stoner that wanted everybody to love each other. And I don't think that's a bad thing. So basically, going back to what I'm saying about comic book movies, I, I, I see the sort of similarity between comic fans and religious people. And I think the reason people... I, I think the reason it's fashionable to really, really hate on comic book movies is because it's religion for a lot of people. For a lot of people. And honestly, I can't make fun of that too much because I look to everywhere for guidance you know what i mean whether it be a comic book or a movie or anything i i always look for wisdom wherever i can find it you know it could be on a bumper sticker but wisdom is wisdom and so i can't like make fun of people for being really really into batman or superman or anything but that being said a lot of people really don't like this movie they really really hate it and i have to admit i don't totally know why i kind of know why and I will go into it, but let me just explain, like, I saw the movie yesterday, a great, great tragedy occurred before the movie, I, uh, I was wrestling on whether I should get a popcorn and a Coke, and my homie Lucas was with me, and he got a popcorn and a drink, and so I was like, screw it, I'm gonna get a popcorn and a Coke, so I got a medium popcorn and a medium drink, and they have these new uh, Coke dispensers, they, I, I think they call them freestyle machines, where you can choose like a, a, a jazzy flavor of Coke, like, I like vanilla Coke, hold on, a plane is going by, motherfucker. I, so I get my vanilla Coke, and uh, as I'm pouring it, the freestyle machine, uh, you know, I let go of the button, and the freestyle machine doesn't stop pouring it, and so I sort of move my, my cup, and then I squeeze the cup uh, a little too hard, and the vanilla Coke got on my hand, and the movie was about to start, so I didn't have time to go to the bathroom and wash it off and stuff, so basically the whole movie, I have a, a sticky hand. And even with my sticky hand, I gotta be honest, okay? I still enjoyed the movie. I liked Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. I, I, I have theories on why people don't like it. And, and uh, you know, I haven't... You know, normally if I go watch a movie, I'll, I'll watch it. And then the next day when I'm sewing and cutting and, you know, doing my thing at my dad's shop, I listen to podcasts about of, of people like talking about it, you know. But I didn't do that with this because I wanted to share my raw, honest thoughts uh, on it, you know. And so uh, basically, you know, I'll start with this. Roger Ebert, in one of his reviews for I, one of the Star Wars movies. I think it was episode one. But he said, uh, revisiting the Star Wars movies is like revisiting a place in your mind. And 
that's how I feel about comic book comic book movies or just comic books in general. They are places in my mind. There's a Gotham City in my mind. There's a metropolis in my mind. And the thing that I like about comic books is, and I feel this way about movies, I don't get too caught up in what a movie should be. Like there are people that are like, oh, cinema should be this and this and this. I I don't get into that because the more you get caught up into what something should be, you're going to be disappointed with what it is. And, you know, I think the thing that I really like about comic books, Batman in particular, is how malleable he is. You know, we have all these incarnations. We have the 60s one. We have the 1989 Tim Burton one. We have the Joel Schumacher ones. We have the Christopher Nolan ones. He He's fluid. He fits the times. You know, I'll, I'll get into that later. But like, but basically, you know, I like that the 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 vision of of these films changes every once in a while and i like that there's all these different takes on it. it it it's cool you know what i mean and so when i see a new take on it i don't allow myself to get bummed out like i think the closest i came with when i saw batman begins i i admit i was a little i had this feeling of well that's not too much fun and then Dark Knight I, I saw, which was great. And and Dark Knight Rises I liked a lot. Uh, I really liked Bane. I thought he was really cool in that. But what I'm saying is, you know, uh, I'm sure tomorrow when I'm cutting and sewing, I'm going to be listening to a podcast and they're going to be bringing up this issue and that issue and I'm going to feel stupid for not bringing it up. But again, just to clarify, I really liked Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. I wasn't bored once. And, uh, you know, I I one of the this is just a superficial reason for liking it i like that batman you know was up against something supernatural after seeing three movies of him treated in a hyper realistic fashion which is cool too you know um one thing i want to share with you and this is with every film that i see and i hope i don't uh ruin this for myself by sharing it but i'll share it whenever i watch a movie there's always one shot or one moment where I feel, and it's always something kind of innocuous and not not like obvious. It's not like a crazy shot or a crazy part or a crazy, it's always some, it's usually at a quiet moment. But there always comes a moment, and I always forget about this when I first sit down to watch a movie, but then I'll get reminded of it. There comes a moment where I feel thankful where I'm watching something and not only am I thankful to be watching a movie, to be blessed enough to be able to watch a movie, I'm just thankful to be alive. And for me, that scene came when uh, Jesse Eisenberg, who plays Lex Luthor, is talking to Holly Hunter. It's a, such a small, stupid little talking scene, but I, I had that moment. Maybe, you know, as I do this podcast, you know, every time I have this moment, I'll share it with you. But uh, it was that thing. Uh, I believe the reason people don't like this movie is this. And this gets a little heavy, but we, we got to go there. Okay, are you ready? Okay. 9-11 didn't just ruin the world. It ruined movies. It completely ruined movies, except horror films. After 9-11, horror films went through a renaissance. 
a renaissance that I still kind of think is is happening. I mean, every once in a while, a really good horror film comes out. And I really believe, you know, because of 9-11, uh, horror films just got really, really good. You know, I know that's really grim and horrible to say. But, you know, but also, you know, because of 9-11... You can't really do action movies the way they used to do them in the 80s and 90s. The second you have a terrorist character, it becomes drama. You know, 9-11 ruined movies. Uh, suddenly, because of 9-11, if you wanted to watch, I don't know, a movie about middle-aged Caucasian people with their problems, it's like you know, people are like, well, fuck them, you know, like, what do I care about a bunch of, you know, privileged white people or whatever you want to say. And then on top of that, like, you know, I don't know, it just ruined movies. It really did. You know, I, I, I think. Uh, and then suddenly, you know, every everybody wanted to be important. You know, everybody wants to make a big statement about this and that and blah, 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 blah. blah. And it really feels like the real world really started to intrude on our precious movie island, or whatever you want to call it. So th that's the thing. Now, because of 9-11, because something like that happened, and mind you, I, I, what was it, 15 years ago or something? I know a kid that was born on 9-11, like on the day. So to him, the world was always this horrible. But basically what I'm saying is, this goes back to the, er, the, the, the first Man of Steel movie, the one that Zack Snyder did, that everybody was like, oh my God. At the end of that movie... It's mass destruction or uh, what do they call it? They call it t destruction porn or something like that. It, it's just buildings getting destroyed and Superman is, you know, battling General Zod and, and people, you know, civilian casualties all around. You imagine, you know what I mean? And people hated that. People really, really did not like that. And then on top of that, you know, spoilers for uh, Man of Steel, Superman snaps General Zod's neck at the end. Which, to some people, that was a very, very un-Superman thing to do. Now, I have a friend named Jason Lanier White, who I'm going to have on here. He's a voice artist. Really, really great guy. And he is ten times more into, you know, comics than I am. And he's he just has... Uh, his, his, his pop culture knowledge is astounding. And he told me, you know, before I had seen Man of Steel... And we'll get to uh, Batman versus Superman. He told me, yo, it's... it's, it's uh, it's a Superman movie, you know, he fights and, and, and you see it for what it is. And when I finally saw it, I, you know, I, I was kind of whatever about it, but he's right. Like if Superman were to really battle, it would look like that. And because of the fact that as Americans, we suddenly know, I mean, listen, full disclosure, I don't, again, I don't believe in country, race, any of that stuff. I don't identify with any particular place. But when, so when I say as Americans, I'm, you know, the general population of this chunk of rock that I live on. Uh, as Americans, we suddenly know what it's like, what it feels like to have a building in our backyard go down because of bad stuff. We suddenly know what that feels like. So good old Zack Snyder, who, which by the way, I heard he's a super right-wing guy or whatever, and that's just so not me, or left-wing or whatever, I'm just not into that stuff. But I really do think he gave a Superman for our times. I don't think you can go back totally to, I wish you could, I wish we could just make movies that were just light and frothy and, you know, but, but I mean, after 9-11, everything just got so heavy for us.
And so on top of that, you have a nation that really, especially now, really feels like it's at war with itself. Like we we are just confused and lost. And blah, blah, blah. I know I'm getting into a political thing here. But I really think Zack Snyder, which by the way, let me get into this. I couldn't get through 300. I'm a Persian guy or whatever. Uh, or on paper, I'm Persian or whatever. Again, I don't believe in race or religion or anything. Uh, it was weird watching a movie where the Persians were the bad guys. It's like if you were, I don't know, if you're Israeli or something and, you know, the Israelis were, were, were monsters and, you know, you would have a hard time watching it. So I just, I think I fell asleep. I was a little high when I was. No, high? No, I was tired. I didn't go to sleep the night before. But what I'm saying is, uh, Man of Steel was a Superman for our times. And Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, is another superhero movie for our times. These superhero movies are not just superhero movies. They are great barometers for where we're at as a human race. I, uh, a couple, not a couple weeks ago, it was when the Paris attacks happened. I went to my dispensary, this one by my house, and it was like, I think the day or the day after it happened, and, uh, you know, the whole world was reeling, whatever. And I'm signing in to uh, this dispensary that I go to, and this this African-American gentleman who's a security guy there, uh, really cool guy, uh, he was like, hey, how you doing, man? I was like, oh, I'm good. And while I'm signing, I'm like, oh, the whole damn world went crazy. And he sort of chuckled and he said something that gave me a tremendous amount of hope. He said, and I believe him, I'd like to believe him, that the world is changing down to a molecular level. And the people that do these things, they just don't know what to do with this change. They, they're stuck in the old way, the old way of violence. But trust me when I say the world is changing. Now, I don't see how that ties into Batman versus Superman. Actually, it does. Because the world is changing. And uh, these superhero movies, you can you can write them off, but they are very, very, very good barometers for, again, for where we're at as a human race. And I, I'm a day removed from it. It's still very, very fresh in my mind. But I do feel like it is a good superhero for the times. I saw... Um, there was one review, the headline, I didn't read the review, I didn't read any reviews, but the headline said it's a little boring. I was not bored. I, I enjoyed it very much. Another thing that I like, so going into just wrapping up that thing that I'm saying about uh, it being a barometer for the times, uh, I, I respect uh, Zack Snyder. I may not agree with wherever he's coming from politically. I don't know where he's coming from politically. I don't agree with anybody that comes from any place politically. But I respect him. I have respect and admiration for anybody that can make a feature-length film. It's not easy. It's, it's, it's not an easy thing. And I never wanted this, uh, particular, this podcast to be a place where I, uh, you know, rip films apart that I don't like. Uh, I don't really watch too many movies that I think will irritate me. I only really watch movies that I think, you know, I'm 33 years old, life is short, it's too short to watch movies I think I'm going to hate, even if I can have funny thoughts on it or something. You know, I would rather really, I really want to watch movies that I, I love. And when I sat down to watch Batman versus Superman, I was fully prepared to not like it. I was fully prepared 
to come because I knew I was going to come and you know do this podcast on it. I was fully prepared to to come out of it feeling depressed and angry that this is the entertainment that we're giving to the kids. You know what I mean? And I didn't totally feel that. I felt I always feel kind of depressed about, you know, the state of humanity. But I mean, I really think the people that don't like this vision, they just don't like the way the world is. And they shouldn't because the world is in a terrible state right now. It's 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 burning. It's like on fire, you know, but uh, this work of art about Batman who wants to fight Superman, I think reflects that. I think it reflects a, a, a fragmented America or society or whatever. I think it ref reflects this uh, sort of paranoia we have about everything. I, I think it was very, very good. I was very, very entertained by it. Again, I was not bored. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, and maybe that a lot of that has to do with the fact that I don't bring any, I try not to bring any baggage to anything that I watch, in particular superhero movies. I, you know, at the end of the day, I know it's, it's a fiction and it's, it's just fun. It's at the end of the day, it's, it's for kids and the young at heart. And I consider myself young at heart, kind of, you know, um, one of the things that I really, 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 really liked about it, and I heard little bits and pieces here and there, is Ben Affleck's Batman is really cool. And I've heard a lot of people saying it's like the Frank Miller uh, Dark Knight Returns Batman or whatever. And a lot of people say that about like every Batman movie that comes out, it feels like a cartoon or whatever. But Ben Affleck's Batman was pretty awesome. And the thing that I liked about him was that he was old and wheezy. Like it feel you could feel that he's been doing this for a long time. One of the things that I don't want to say I didn't like about the Christopher Nolan Batmans because I really like those ones. Even Batman Begins, I know I said earlier that I was a little disappointed when I first saw it, but I've come to appreciate it. Was they're very serious. They're very they 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 take Batman and they put it in a real world context and I think that's very interesting. But it was fun to see Batman back in a super comic book fantastical sci-fi kind of thing. You know, uh, one thing, dude, Ben Affleck is really huge in the movie. Like, he's bulky. Like, he, he has that sort of... Th there was a a cartoon, and I wasn't too crazy about it, but Batman Beyond, where it was like Batman in the future. And at the beginning of Batman Beyond, uh, we see Batman, uh, like, the real Batman, not Batman, not the kid that that is Batman Beyond. But we see the real Batman, and he's, like, on his last days of doing his thing. He's old. He, he gets like chest pains or something like he's old. And I think it's very, very, very interesting to see a character that we've seen, you know, a, a, pretty much a superhero, which is what he is, sort of get wheezy and get tired and get weary. And, you know, like, and then the other thing is like, you know, he, he like he stabs a dude in this, you know, like he, he's 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 not messing around. I've heard uh, Batman described as a bully, and uh, he is. He totally is. He's not like, if there was a real Batman, you, you wouldn't want to really be alone in a room with him. He seems like a very unbalanced guy. He's kind of doing a childish thing, dressing up like a bat and beating people up and stuff. He's a, he's a, he's a fascistic bully, you know?
but Ben Affleck's Batman was kind of true to that. Like, there's a part where he's sucking on Superman. You know, sorry, spoilers. And he says something about parents that sort of reveals uh, a, a, a bitterness that I never saw in the uh, Christopher Nolan ones. Like, a, a bitterness. I'm not talking about he's angry about what happened to his parents when he was a kid. I'm talking about a, a serious bitterness where he says to Superman, like, oh, your, your parents were probably loving you and shit. And, you know, my parents got killed in a gutter. You know, that's bitterness. That's not a heroic... That's not something heroes say. And in this day and age where America is in conflict with itself or whatever you want to call it, I think that's very, uh, you know, that that's that's pretty loaded for this day and age. You know, movies are a product of their time. I have a theory, not a theory, I, I think it's just true, that the world gets the artists they deserve. And the arts, the art and artists they deserve. Like I went, I took this uh, kid that that I sort of mentor. I took him to see Hateful Eight, and at the end of it, I sort of said that, like you know, if there America gets the artists it deserves, it deserves Quentin Tarantino because it deserves something that's that's violent and and uh, you know. And I, don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not knocking Tarantino at all. I love his movies. But what I'm saying is, for people that say, oh, I don't like those movies, they're too violent, dude. America is violent. Every nation is violent. You name a, a hand, name me a country that doesn't have blood on his hands, on its hands. And uh, you know, I, I I don't know what the hell I'll do if you name me a country that doesn't have blood on its hands. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you know, uh, as as a country, as 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 a world, this is the Batman and Superman we deserve for better or worse. Because this is the, the world is in a weird place right now. Uh. When I was a kid, the other thing that I really liked about it was that when I was a kid, I'm a 90s kid, uh, the, the big uh, superhero things that were going on was Batman got his spine broken by Bane. Superman got killed by Doomsday. Uh, Spider-Man, you know, there was that uh, whole Carnage saga, which was really bloody and cool and stuff. And, uh, you know, and, and then there was also this, this storyline that I have a few issues of in Superman called Bloodline, where these giant parasites were just, you know, going around killing people. People say the 80s were the golden age of, of comic books, which whatever, maybe that, that may be true. But the 90s were pretty cool. Like, I, I, I have some good comics. And, you know, I was, I was the kind of kid that I couldn't uh, thank God for graphic novels because it's, it was hard for me to, like, have you know, the same, not the same issues, but like the same storyline, to follow the same storyline. I had sporadic issues of everything. And again, like, thank God for graphic novels because you can read them all in one place. But in the when I was growing up, uh, comics were getting darker. Like Superman was dead or he died and he came back and blah, blah, blah. And Batman, uh, you know, got his spine broken. These were dark things. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I feel like... This Zack Snyder's vision for these movies reflect those kind of comics. And uh, uh, I don't know. I think that's cool. I have no complaints. You know, like uh, the first Superman, I, 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 maybe I was really, really high when I saw it or something. No, no, not high. I was tired. Okay. But I, 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 I didn't totally connect to it. And uh, this one. I did. 
And I think in large part because of uh, Ben Affleck's Batman. I really liked his Batman. And I'm really looking forward. I hope he does like, uh, you know, one-off Batman stories and he directs them. And so I think he's, you know, I, I, I think it was good. You know, uh, I, you know I, I, I guess that's all my thoughts on it. Like, I, I thought it was a good movie. But, but again, we get the movies we deserve. The, the world right now is in a weird place. And so we get this Batman. One thing, a few gripes, okay? Uh, not I, I don't want to be mean with these gripes or anything. I really wish they would just give Wonder Woman her own movie. I love Wonder Woman. I think Wonder Woman is great. But, you know, it was, it was a little overstuffed having her in it. The other thing is... Um, what else? Let me look at my notes here. Um, I think that's it. Like, yeah, I mean, and even Wonder Woman I liked. I love Wonder Woman. I wish she was my wife, you know. Uh, but uh, other than that, it's like people, if, oh, this is what I wanted to say. I wish it was a little brighter. I wish the color palette was brighter. In the 90s, in the, you know, I think late 90s, there was a, Batman the Animated Series, which was in its, like, second iteration or, like, third or something. Like, it changed every few years, the, the character designs and stuff. Uh, and then uh, the WB used to show Batman the Animated Series, and then they would show Superman the Animated Series. And it was new, and it was beautiful. The, the color palette was bright. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was, it seemed bright and optimistic, and Superman looked cool and stuff like that. I wish the movie wasn't so gloomy looking and I wish Metropolis was brighter and funner and stuff like that. But honestly, you know, I mean, I, that's Zack Snyder's uh, stylistic choice. Uh, I, I, I have no problem with that, really. It's, I, I, I prefer something a little brighter, but that's just me. Now, listen uh about the ladies in it uh amy adams uh is uh, beautiful wonder woman was beautiful uh holly hunter and diane lane they're all of these beautiful women women uh some people i i heard a little bit of this on on uh rotten tomatoes when i glanced at it but they said amy adams just finds a way to get in trouble and then superman saves her and stuff i think amy adams is a good lois lane i uh, uh it, I she she uh, when I watch a movie it's kind of like when I go to the gym if there's like a hot chick there I I'll sort of like glance at her or something and then I kind of fall in love while I'm working out and in my mind I I we we have a marriage and we love each other and then and then I go home and I forget about it. The same thing happens to me when I watch a movie. Uh, I'll I'll see a chick and in my mind I marry her and we love each other. And so there were there were many beautiful women in in this film and uh how I felt about uh, Amy Adams was I wished I had this fantasy that she would be my teacher and I would be somehow a younger man, like seven years old, and she'd be my teacher and I always had a crush on her. And then I go off and because of her teaching, because teaching is a very important job, it's, it's one of the most important jobs, because she was such a good teacher, I go off and become like a, like a big uh, like lawyer politician. And then I come back to her and I just sort of say like, oh, Miss Miss Lane, because she would teach journalism or something. I don't know. Uh, I would say, Miss Lane, uh, because you were such a great teacher, I've been able to make a name for myself and I just wanted to thank you. And, you know, I always had a little crush on you in class, but, you know, uh, that was just me. Wonder Woman, I want her to be my wife. 
uh, my girlfriend and she could beat me up and stuff. But anyway, this let me let me just wrap all this up. Okay, listen, people, if you want better superhero movies, all you have to do is make this a better world. When I go to sleep, I sleep, I have to have some sort of ambient noise going. So I always put it on Netflix and, you know, I pass out to it. The thing that I always uh, put on is Star Trek. And I'm not a big Trekkie. I love Star Trek. And when it comes to popular culture, I consider myself a wanderer. I, 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 I'll wander through a Kung Fu movie. I'll wander through Star Trek. I'll wander just looking for something. The reason I put it on Star Trek is because Star Trek is a vision of humanity that I really, really, really like. It's a humanity of peace. It's a humanity of exploration. It's a humanity of, of, of compassion. You know, in, in Star Trek, uh, they're not, uh, you know, conquerors. They're not going around and, you know, depleting planets of their natural resources. They're explorers. And they have the prime directive. And, you know, basically humanity has become this utopia in Star Trek where there's not even an economy. Because I, I read this thing where it said that economics are is the management of scarcity. And in Star Trek, there's no economy because there's no scarcity because they have that machine that replicates anything that you need and stuff. That's a beautiful vision for humanity. And, you know, you know this gets into the fact that, uh, you know, uh, Star Trek was one of the first movies, I think it was the first show to have an interracial kiss between uh, Captain Kirk and Uhura, who was African-American. It, 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 it predicted all of these great things. It's a vision of the future that I really, really like. And I hope and pray that we get there someday. I really do. And not because of anything. Just because we'll have better movies. And we'll forget about the whole 9-11 thing. And we'll forget about the fact that, uh, you know, we, we don't get along really. And, and we would just be peaceful explorers going through the planet searching for something beautiful searching for knowledge and peace and you know that's not a bad thing to strive for but no we, we want to you know kill each other which is fine too just don't kill me okay thank you you know what i think this was a this was a good little thing i think we're i, I think i'm ready to wrap it up so basically batman versus superman was good I'm probably going to listen to a few podcasts and read a few reviews that bring up a bunch of issues that I wish I had brought up. But in general, I liked it. It could be because I was pretty high. High, no? No, I was tired. No, let's be honest. I was high. Email me at nasredpodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at, at Mr. Nasred. And follow me on Instagram at Mr.Nasred. This was a fun thing. How you doing? You you ready to go? Okay. Goodbye, friends.